0: from Nashville in the site of the National Association of Small Trucking Companies annual conference, where we had the honor of hosting four of the greatest small trucking businesses I've had the pleasure of meeting, writing about, and last night, introducing to a huge crowd on hand for the unveiling of the two small fleet champs among them. I'm Todd Dills, your host for this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast for October 21st, 2022, before I tell you just who those winners were, I'll note that this year we winnowed a huge pool of almost 100 entries in this year's Small Fleet Championship down to 10 pillars of small trucking excellence, all 10 of whom you can read about via overdriveonline.com slash small hyphen fleet champ. The final four competing last night in two categories were in the 11-30 to 30 truck division, West Point, Iowa-based 30-truck dry-van fleet Holt Camp Transportation and 19-truck Louisiana headquarter John McGee trucking, hauling mostly tankers and serving oilfield customers in the wide, oil-rich region around the home base. John McGee, a semi-finalist in our very first Small Fleet Champ production, merged victorious to claim the title bill. <laughs> You'll hear much more from John and Brenda McGee as well as runners-up Les Camp and Tina Drace of Camp Transportation in a future edition of the podcast. Here's a big congrats to both. And in the corners of the ring in the 3-10 to truck division, hailing from Sanford, Florida was 5 Truck Cap Trucking, the small fleet of LTL reefer specialist Chris Poricelli. In the other corner, Comanche Texas-based Kay Creech and her daughter, Jacqueline. Represented their tin truck business, serving mostly dairy customers hauling feed with belt trailers around their region. The winner? Here's a big congrats to Chris Porcelli and Cap Trucking, who bring home the title belt there. <clears throat> Stay tuned for more from Chris Porcelli and Kay Creech, too. And congrats to both, and big thanks to all the fleets for joining us here in Nashville. Today I'm covering the rest of the NASTIC conference here, always a veritable fount of information and intel on trucking business conditions, regulations, and much more, of course. And While I'm doing that, we're going to hand off today to a couple of podcast and radio pros. Namely, our own long-haul Paul Marhofer will introduce a trucking radio personality you may or may not have heard of before Paul feels is bringing a sense of wonder back into trucking radio. That'd be none other than Jimmy Mack, host of Dave Nemo Weekends on the SiriusXM Road Dog Channel 146. If you've never heard Mack, here's a little taste.
1: We're not looking to educate in the sense of like, or learn ya. Um, but the idea is to ask people on an adventure so when you can have a show where your second guest is an ancient geographic explorer and your first guest is a doctor who's brain expert and a former
0: captain in NATO for the British. That's a pretty good description of the kind of truly engrossing, entertaining, and enlightening talk Jimmy Mack's doing there, and I know you'll get at least something out of Long Haul Paul's something of a profile of Mac here. Consider it part of Marhofer's Faces of the Road series of oral histories he's been chronicling now for years, featuring individual truck owners and drivers, personalities associated with trucking and music, and much more find a link to all of those profiles via the show notes or the post that houses this podcast at overdriveonline.com/overdrive-radio. Overdrive Radio Sponsor House has prize packs still available for any caller to our podcast line that's 615-852-8530. If you've got experience with Howes products or not, call in and tell us your story of winter fuel jailing prevented or mitigated. Call in to just say hi or give a shout out to your own personal trucking hall of fame member, as it were. The prize pack includes bottles of Howe's Diesel Treat and Diesel Lifeline anti-gel fuel treatments, as well as plenty more swag from the company. You can claim one for yourself or another recipient by calling. Again, that's 615-852-8530. 615-852-8530. We'll be back in touch for your shipping information. And speaking of Halls of Fame, here's this week's message from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. Where do the greats of the trucking industry belong? In the Howes Hall of Fame. Do you know a person, place, or organization that deserves to be recognized for their outstanding work? Nominate them today. Howes, makers of the nation's top diesel additives for over 100 years, has been adding amazing inductees into its new digital Hall of Fame, And now, they want to hear from you. Become a part of the fun and excitement by submitting your nomination when you visit the Howes Hall of Fame at HowesProducts.com. That's Howes, H-O-W-E-S, HowesProducts.com. Here's Long Haul Paul setting us up.
2: I caught up with a really intriguing radio personality. Road Dogs, Jimmy Mack... At the mid-america trucking show a few months ago he had just downed four cups of ta's newly rolled out high energy coffee tired but fully wired with two conventions under his belt in just three days he was in full jimmy mac rant mode jimmy mac aka james fitzsimmons the host of dave nemo weekends whose social commentary frequently brims with cinematic references has a way of keeping his listeners on their toes.
1: I always tell people, right when you're despairing about about the, remember the, the canteen, the cantina from Star Wars, Most Eisley, the wretched hive of scum and villainy. Is, uh, it's so
2: like, many of your references just go right on my too. head. Mine too, I don't
1: know what the hell I'm talking about most of the time. But he talks about the most Eisley canteen being a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And sometimes when it comes to the internet, you have to remember that you're walking into a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And then you walk outside and you realize you're in a beautiful world.
2: I had to hit YouTube to refresh my memory from the 1978 film. It had been a while. I first stumbled upon this unique radio personality last November around Thanksgiving when he had a panel of Native American guests on the Dave Nemo Weekend Show. He was discussing how we should view the holiday in light of all we now know. The show turned into a tribute to Native American culture and everything that heritage gave us. For this gear jammer, the week of Thanksgiving 2021 was a tough one. A co-worker was down with COVID and I was picking up the slack on his milk run working through the holiday. I was in Cleveland and had just run myself into the ground as well with what would become yet for me another case of pneumonia. I was in a scramble to find something interesting on the radio just to keep awake. I scanned over to channel 146, Road dog, and there was Jimmy Mack, holding a veritable postgraduate course in the humanities on a call-in trucker show. Drivers from all over the country, many of whom were of varying degrees of Native American descent, were calling in. The phone lines were blowing up. Somehow, I wasn't tired anymore. Who is this guy? I said out loud back when trucks were metal and the am band was king i spent a lot of years steeped in the medium of talk radio but it had been a long time since i'd heard a radio personality hold forth like radio nemo's jimmy mac this was the way that well-read people from the mid-20th century used to speak to one another long before the rock throwing contest began WGN's Milt Rosenberg from Chicago comes to mind, or maybe Barry Farber of WOR, New York. But this cat was speaking with us, and it was speaking as if we were actual adults. I needed to know more about this Jimmy Mack. So once again, I parlayed the platform lent to me by Overdrive Magazine to speak with someone I admire. These were some of the gems of the conversation. I'm talking to Jimmy Mack here at the Mid-America Trucking Show and I think what it is is there's a you're, you're bringing a sense of wonder back into trucking radio
1: well thank you very much for that too and you know you and I have talked about this in the past I've talked this with other people who have a stake in this industry and one of the things I think is Dave Nemo a long time ago if you listen to his earlier work um, and consistently roll with him, even when it was fun and games, as he is his term for it, fun and games. That it, it never, it never stooped into a, a sort of gutter. It never went into some you know darker places. And and I realized something from everything we pick, Whether we're talking about using the explanation for what's going on in the Ukraine to show what kind of impact it has on the price of oil, and how California actually is the one most impacted by that. Uh, when we talk about any sort of political situation through the filter of building coalitions of people actually knowing how to embrace their local government, whether it's OIDA coming on and kind of giving people strategies for actually becoming not a major political player in their neighborhood or their community, but to somehow in many ways understand how to engage. And in in that engagement, that doesn't work in what they call the black or white scenario, where there are many multitudinous shades of gray, to how to be an active participant citizen. And one of the things about the time constraints on truckers is that many of them have a deep hunger to be citizens and i don't just of course we're all citizens i mean if you're an american citizen you're an american citizen but to be an active citizen a participating citizen because i've always said that in in a tyranny or an autocracy citizenship is easy you know it's very flat you ain't got much to do delita whoever he or she should be kind of takes care of business being in a republic or a democracy means you've got to actually do the heavy lifting you gotta do the work. You gotta to go to school board meetings, you gotta to go to, you know, city council meetings, you gotta to go to zoning laws and all that kind of stuff. But in all fairness to the men and women, uh, Paul, that we talk to, many of them don't get a chance to get home. Mm-hmm. And and so what we wanna do in part of that too, and this kind of plays into their two sides to not playing To the lowest common denominator the first of which is by encouraging people to be more active citizens at the absolutely local level with the understanding that their fellow citizens often have conflicting desires and wants many of which are completely honorable as well and that that kind of honorable citizenship uh allows you to kind of engage with the information in a way that makes you hunger for information rather than for results or victory you know mm-hmm. uh the second thing is is that we have a whole bunch of offerings on the show and Dave and I talked about this whether it is um a national geographic podcaster talking about diving with friends and family yeah. to the bottom it was remarkable yeah, wasn't was, it was. Yeah, and 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 the thing about it is if you listen to her podcast and we're talking about uh, Tara Roberts the National Geographic Explorer into the depths is her documentary it is challenging it asked Americans to examine their values and to examine the way that people of color were treated in this country. It does it in an inviting way. It does it in a way of saying it's an adventure, we're gonna learn about ourselves, we're gonna go forward together, and you are welcome too. Mm-hmm. So we're not looking to play any kind of, you know, you know what I, what I say, we're not looking to educate in the sense of like, or learn you. Um, but the idea is to ask people on an adventure. So when you can have a show where your second guest is an ancient geographic explorer, and your first guest is a doctor who's brain expert and a former captain in NATO for the British.
2: Yeah, that guy was really interesting. And
1: and, and the combina- and, and that being two guests on a show, and each of them, you know, And here's the thing, it it happened in this order. Had she been the first guest and he been the second, she would have gotten the extra time. I would have immediately invited her for a longer period. Mm -hmm. We had weather to do and other things to kind of do at the nine o'clock, 9.30 hour. But the idea is that we are basically saying that we believe, and I I think it's actually been borne out, that we have men and women who are listening to us on the air who want to read, Mm -hmm. who want to listen, who want to learn, who want to be entertained, Who want to do fun things with their families, who want to travel, who want to find a second life, who want to have an adventure, who want to be invited into the great kind of conversation, the better part of the internet, the better part of the World Wide Web, the better part of globalization, the one that prioritizes human rights and fair working conditions. and, and, And that these men and women, as the ambassadors of so many goods and services, can in fact be at the vanguard of that, that there is still room and still time. It's always, and it's always late in the hour. People say it's late in the hour, but it's always late in the hour. But there is always still time for uh, trucking to kind of claim a place as kind of the leaders by example of um, what it means to be a fully involved uh, citizen. That great middle-brow culture that used to exist in the 50s and people used to read Reader's Digest, people used to read Harper's Magazine. And look, that's print. And we, you know, We know where print is to some degree. That being said, though. There are multitudinous outlets of information, many of them viable, and we just want to present our listeners with podcasts and books and, um, and movies and television shows and talk shows and thinkers, uh, both in the supply chain and outside of it. Although I think at the end of the day, we're all in the supply chain, mm-hmm. um, but present to them a world that they can be active in and not say these are the things you should like, but to say these are the things worth your time and attention. Mm -hmm. and we'd love to hear your thoughts on them. There is nothing better. I I kid you not. It's great to have somebody call you and say, I signed up for that podcast and I love it. Mm -hmm. Nothing better than I bought that book and I'm crazy about it, except I didn't like it. (laughs) I like the last two, though, you recommended, and I'm getting a sense of who it is you are, so I'm beginning to understand that there are certain things for you and certain things for me and certain things for other people, and it's really moving. It's really moving. I had one call literally say, I buy my books because of you. Wow. Literally had one guy tell me that he goes, you know, I just got finished reading this book and I wanted to tell you. He said that any books I read, he recommended it to his wife only to find out that his wife had already read it. I
2: I, uh, I was listening to that doctor who um, wrote that book about his involvement in the Vietnam protest. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, downloaded, I downloaded it on audiobook and started listening to it. But I, I you you must have to really... I, so. You, this whole thing that you're doing with the sleeper cab library and the whole philosophy of betting on the highest common denominator it's almost countercultural to to what so much is going on at least in the digital space in, in trucking, as, as Dave was talking about the other day, someone posts um, not the, the fuel someone was changing a digital fuel. Uh, you know how the, the price of fuel has changed digitally and for a moment it was at nine dollars in California someone posted it's, it's two million views everybody's in an outrage they're ready to burn the station down and it's almost like we're in this dystopian reality where views and, and engagement have eclipsed like reason and and, and truth and dialogue. And and you're almost taking like this stance against that in, in a way it seems to me.
1: This is not a political comment. This is an observation. The only person that didn't in the presidential election of 2020, the only person who didn't run for president of Twitter, who ran for president was the one who won. That's, that's really and, interesting. And, 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 and like I said, you know, oh, my, my, I mean everybody. You na- Name anybody. Na- the only person who did not run to be president of Twitter
0: mm-hmm.
1: was the one who won. And you know, my friend is across the way, she's nodding her head, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He didn't care. The rest of them cared. All of them cared. The young, the old, and everybody in between. They ran for a world that didn't exist. And that dystopian world is there. I agree. There's an awful place where somebody is literally standing by the side of the road waiting for somebody to make a digital mistake or to actually just be running the numbers so they get them set and taking that quick shot and looking to really grease the skids and really make it happen. Here's the great irony. I have noticed though that more and more people will post things now and ask, is this true? Can someone fact check this for me? Which is encouraging, number one. But number two, remember this, is that I always tell people right when you're despairing about about the uh, Remember the, the canteen, the cantina from Star Wars, Most Eisley, the wretched hive of scum and villainy? Is where, uh, so where,
2: many of your references just go right over my too. head. Mine, too. I don't know what
1: the hell I'm talking about most of the time. But that he talks about the most Eisley canteen being a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And sometimes when it comes to the Internet, you have to remember that you're walking into a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And then you walk outside and you realize you're in a beautiful world with all kinds of people who are reading books. The other gamble is too, and this is where I stand up for all these men and women too. We're not just gambling that they're better than they are. We're gambling that they're as good as they are. We're gambling that they're as remarkable as we think they are because there are so many stereotypes about truckers Mm -hmm. invented by people who don't understand that if they didn't have these truckers, they wouldn't have anything. And yet they, they feel this need to kind of knock somebody down. And we're out there saying that's funny because, James Patterson booked to come on our show, Ken Burns booked to come on our show, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, I, I, we can go for a while here. I mean, Mark Graney booked to come on our show. A lot of people who have great followings have booked on our show. People asked to come on our show. We have a regular, you know, uh, gamer who uh, just loves coming on our show. Peter Starks booked on our show. You know, I mean, I can talk about the, the, the men and the women who have consistently booked on our show. They're banking on it. They're not banking that we can get them there. Our gamble is that they're there. That there are people like you that there are lots of people out there who are reading books and you know people who are conservative who are liberal who are all stripes going i want to hear other sides i want to go to places I've never been before and because that's the thing what does a book do but take you to someplace you've never been before mm-hmm. that's ultimately the human story is our connective empathetic tissue that brings us in but we always want to hear about a human story from someplace else we want to go someplace we want to go to oz And is there anybody better situated for being attracted for places that take you places you've never been before than a truck driver?
2: That's that's such a great point.
1: You know, I mean, these are men and women who hunger, you know, you know, John Dos Passos uh, said this in his book, USA. He dreams of distant trains. Hmm. And there are so many of the people behind the wheel of trucks who I think grew up dreaming of distant trains. You know, the sound of the train whistle in the distance and longing to go to those places. Well, that's what a book does. So sort the of podcast does. That's what, you know, that's what quality news does for you, right? It takes you places you've never been before. And when I when I say gambling, it's less of a gamble. It's more of a, it's more of a kind of an understanding is we think they're there. Yeah. And so far, I think we found them and there's more to find. And if we can get the word out more And the idea that my perfect show would be to get enough speed with our, you know, with the size of the company that we have, to have enough kind of information. You know, to know who's coming on the show in advance, they have a social media campaign, three weeks out, tell people, hey, so-and-so is coming on with his or her new book. It's available on audiobook. It's a reasonably priced book. It's available on, you know, Kindle, reasonably priced. They're going to be here in three weeks. They're going to be on for a full hour. They're going to be on for the first half hour. just talking to me and the second half hour, taking your questions about their book. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we got like a week out and people on that thread were already commenting about what they thought of the book, Oh, yeah. And then to get to the point where literally we, we you know, finish up the first half hour of the interview, close it out, phone lines are open, and literally... People are asking about
2: the book they've already read.
1: Read, And we have to close the phone lines because we're just simply going to run out of time before we get to everybody out there, that we literally get to a place where I have to ask the author, can you stick around for 15 more minutes, <laughs> more people want to talk to you. We've had, we had that happen to somebody with Ken Burns. It really was remarkable. But... Wouldn't that, be a, and wouldn't that be a show worth getting behind? And I don't just mean like a book. I mean it could be a podcast. I could mean like the idea that so-and-so is coming on who wrote this really challenging article about the trucking convoy or a really challenging article about um, some crisis involving parking. We mm-hmm. post it up there, and we say, you've got to spend some time reading this, maybe do a little, little citizenship here, a little mm-hmm. heavy lifting. But mm-hmm. then you get to listen on the show to the person who wrote this piece, be challenged, be celebrated. Be vilified um, within, you know, within the re- reasons of actual genuine debate. That so, would be a sh- that that would be a that that's a trucking culture worth investing in. And what I really loved over the last year, Paul, that has made such a difference is the listeners are starting to get the format that there isn't this line, I want this show to be about a regulation I want to talk about. I'm sorry, you know, and it's one of those things too where it's like, you know, in many ways, dating the weekend, you call it the weekend 34. It still is about trucking. We always tell people, Sydney always asks, are you a trucker? People will say no. She said, can you hold on a little bit longer than some of the truckers we want to get to first? Still a show for truckers, still a show that relates to the world of trucking. We often, I often, there's often at least 15 to 20 minutes of me figuring out how this filters in, it's how I make the decision to pull the topic in so for truckers but it's for truckers doesn't mean it's always about trucking and it's not always the same thing and i think people forget that these are who was it making the point that so many people who drive a particular product or work for a particular company are as much an expert in the product they drive as they are in the driving that they do huh. and So why do we have to say, so when somebody like makes a nasty comment, what is this book club? I actually told one guy, I said, no, I said, it's intelligent human being club. And I'm sorry, you can't be a member of it. I I have no, I I literally say, do you really want people to think you're a moron? I literally told somebody that, I said, do you, I said, is it important for you, for people to think you don't like no reading?
2: What makes this so important to me, I I guess is because they're. You know, like was it last week or the week before? You had this this truck driver calls in who used to teach English as a second language in Ukraine. Oh, it's fantastic! He's explaining to you why it's insulting to say the Ukraine, to put the definite article in front of Ukraine, because that's what the Russians say. And it was, but you know, if you're if you're evoking that kind of driver, then you you know you're betting on the highest common denominator. Mm -hmm. They're there. As a driver, that makes me really proud to know they're there.
1: Well, that's exactly it, too, is that what would be really nice one day to hear is somebody say, hey, you know where they don't think you're stupid? You know where they don't think you're a sucker? You know where they don't think you're somebody who doesn't deserve respect? The Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, Tim Ridley Show, that we actually think, hey, you know what, maybe you're somebody worth listening to. And because you're worth listening to, you're worth talking to and you're worth giving certain points of view that you may not agree with, who cares? It's like, you know, who cares? It's like, you know, America to me is a giant, it's, PJ just died, and um, he, he, yeah, and he wrote a fantastic thing once attacking both, um, People on both the far left and the far right, he says, America to me is a great barroom brawl where old ideas get tossed through the plate glass window. Go find themselves some fresh new friends, storm back into the bar, try to reseize it. <laughs> he said the bartender fires off a shotgun, everybody overpowers the bartender, and then uh, the, you know it spills out into the back alley. And then he, in criticizing the far left and the far right, he says, and these weenies want to call the police. <laughs> and I just feel like you know if we can have the kind of show where people feel like. It's tough, too, because is it a no judgment zone or is it a permission to speak any darn way you please? And there's a big difference there. And that's one of the great balance. You got to figure out, say, well, I thought we were, you know, no judgment zone. Well, we know where there is judgment and where there is not. But I just I just feel like I I just feel like at the end of the day, there's so many of these men and women I meet that are so smart, many of them wonderfully educated, either through a, a classical education or you know, through the life of hard knocks or through military or through trade school, but really rigorous thinkers. I mean, it takes a rigorous mind to actually do a pre-trip. It takes mm-hmm. a rigorous mind to actually do a post-trip. It takes a rigorous mind to actually, you know, get a hazmat certification and to maintain their health, be able to stay behind the wheel of it and to actually balance the miles and the stress and the family. That's a rigorous mind at work, and it's a rigorous mind that deserves rigorous, thoughtful entertainment.
0: You're here. A big thanks to Long Haul Paul and Jimmy Mack for their conversation, and to you for hanging through to the end. Here's a question for you. What's the last book you read that you'd recommend to others? Mine was a biography of a lesser known baseball player from the golden age of baseball. Think the time of Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and other major league lights. That lesser known player is George Sisler. The man held the record for most hits in a season until Ichiro Suzuki broke it early this century. The book tells the story of good luck, plenty of adversity overcome, of humility, much more. It's called The Sizzler. Again, what's the last book you read that you'd recommend? Val 615-852-8530 and tell us in a message. That's 615-852-8530. Bonus? We'll get back to you for your shipping information for one of those prize packs from Howe's featuring their Diesel Treat and Diesel Lifeline fuel treatments and more. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker, songwriter, and Overdrive contributor, long-haul Paul Marhofer. We for Paul today, of course. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis, the snake man himself, Womack. Terry Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishamingo, Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, social media coordinator, Holly Young, executive editor, Alex Lockie, and intrepid video editors, Lawson Rudisel and Mr. Andrew Will. Until next time, keep it